welcome back to Project 99. Today is February 18th, 2021. I had to double check that for a second. I don't, <laughs> 2021. Don't know where I am. Um, so we have a ton of topics to discuss today, but I guess first we will address just some state news. Um, I was just reading an article about... Uh, well, wait, we got to go to local news first. Well, what do we have for local? Body in the river. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we Again. found yet another body. Is this even news at this point? <laughs> yeah. Yet another body found in the river, uh, like two blocks from my house. But there's like, I have no updates on that because literally all the news said about it was that they found a body. Like uh, sometimes we see under the, the fire bridge. department, like near the riverbank, we're like, oh, they found another body. Mm-hmm. And then we watch the news and it's like, yep, they found another body. And then we're ni- like, we're nipshits. We listen to the scanner all the time, police scanner. So we like know whatever's going on in our neighborhood. And um, we, like, listen to them to see if we can get info on the bodies. But, yeah, a lot of them are, like, found up by the uh, locks and dam, too. That's not shocking. Up I in Brook County. They probably float down to the dam. I mean. Right. So, I mean, those ones might be from technically out of the area. <laughs> they might just float down. Yeah. But, like, the ones down here, I don't know, man. I think they're locals. Yeah, probably. I feel like we have a massive drug epidemic in the state, too. I feel like that's probably most of them. And for those of you who listen to us from overseas, by the way, thank you very much. Um, we live on an island in the middle of a river. Which I know. People that are like not weird. local to this area, when I tell them I live on the island, and they're like, you live on an island? And I'm like, right. yeah, it's like the most ghetto island you'll ever yes, live on. Like, it's just a bunch of friggin'. It's it's Red pretty ghetto. And, like we're West Virginia, so I mean it's just. But we have a casino on the island, and it, and it's called Wheeling Island Casino. And yeah, I you, used to if you work would go there. there. It's like there's palm trees. There is not right. a fucking palm tree <laughs> like 500 miles from here. Like, <laughs> what are we talking about? Like, some lady was at a bar one night, and she was like, "Oh, it's so cool! You have this island theme, but like, <clears throat> why do they why do they call it the island?" And I'm like, "Well, you're on an island." And she was like, "What?" <laughs> And it's like, yeah, like you're on an island. Technically. She's like, but where's the water? I'm like, all, all around, around you. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like messing with her for a minute. But I was like, no, seriously, like, but it's in the middle of a river. She's like, there's islands and rivers. I'm like, yeah. And you're on one right now. <laughs> it is weird. But yeah, so body in the river. More updates on that later because they never tell you anything right off the bat. We have a lot of missing person cases around here, though. So yeah. hopefully it's um, one of those so that somebody can get some closure, you know, right. at least. Um, so okay, that's our so local news. On yeah. the state news then, I was just reading about how uh, Manchin is meeting with a, a group of advocates talk, to talk about the minimum wage, which he has uh, been in opposition of the $15 hour minimum wage. But I guess now he's kind of coming down to the idea of $11, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, I don't know. I don't necessarily agree, but at the same time... $11 in West Virginia would go a lot further than places right. like, you know. I, I agree, like, that we when we talk about a living wage, like, we say $15 an hour is a living wage, but, you know, when you consider, like, in an area that lives in poverty, um, f- like, like Juke was saying, $11 is going to be a boost already from, I think it's, like, 8 something now in West Virginia. Yeah, it's not the federal. It's, like it's above the federal. or 875 So, I mean, it's still pretty low, but then again, like, things around here are priced accordingly so yeah. we'll see what happens yeah i mean 15 met- federally i think is probably a good idea because more areas than not could not survive on 11 dollars an hour but i i guess i get his logic in the sense that if he's just thinking of west virginia uh-huh. um 11 an hour isn't you know too crazy to think that that could that that's a that could be a livable wage at least in our valley right and then you know the thing that they keep bringing up is that well how is this going to impact small businesses because you know small businesses don't have the budget that you know, Walmart and big retailers have. So, you know, a lot of small businesses are exempted from certain things because they don't have as many employees like being required to have health insurance and things like that. Um, so they couldn't really give them an exemption, but they could give them credits, tax credits for things. Um, well, and, you know, I hate to say this too, but, you know, I work for a family-owned business, a small business, um, which is exempt from a lot of the federal rules. And I could go get another job that would pay me more and also offer a lot more benefits. But I think that my employer knows this. And so they offer me a lot of other perks, perks, mm-hmm. you know, make your own schedule, work from home, 
you know, you need a day off, no problem. You can have vacation right. whenever you want. I mean, not to mention the fact that they typically buy lunch all the time. They're just super relaxed. They're super nice. And it's like, those are the kinds of things I think if you're a small business and a, and a local business, is you you got to kind of come up. You know, if you can't right. compete with other industries like that, I understand that. But like, you got to offer something, at least offer the mom and pop charm, you know, of like knowing your employees and treating them like human beings. I mean, I know some people that have worked for some local restaurants who were not treated very well at all. And I'm like, well, why would you work for them then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if you're not getting any of the benefits, what's the point? Right. And I think sometimes when you look at, you know, we've talked about this before, how Walmart, for example, is, you know, a large employer, they're non-union. And so when you work at a place and you make minimum wage and your employer is literally telling you how to apply for welfare. So what is happening in that situation is the government is subsidizing Walmart's workers, right? right? So in a sense, you know, if they don't want to do like a straight across minimum wage, like why don't they just tax big businesses like Walmart and then transfer that into cash payments to people that make less, like if you want to, if you work at Walmart and Walmart doesn't want to pay you the minimum wage $15, okay, then for every hour that a person works at your store, we're going to charge you the excess of that up to $15. We're going to take that Walmart in taxes and then we're going to redistribute it to your workers to make sure they get $15 an hour for their work. That way, small businesses wouldn't be affected by it. Well, and that also, I think, would influence businesses to stop doing the whole... Like, when I worked at Walmart, um, we went from minimum wage to, like, $9 an hour. It was, like, right at the end of when I worked Mm -hmm. there. But I didn't get any of the excellent benefits that they're always raving about because they work you, like, 29 hours, 30 hours a week, and then they cut you off. Or they work you 40 hours a week for three weeks, and then on the fourth week, they cut you off. So it's like... Instead of hiring, you know, 15 people for the job of five people, you could just work those five people full time and actually pay their benefits right. instead of working, you know, all these other pe- 10 people part time so you don't have to pay benefits out. It probably eliminate some of that, too. And, and, you know, that's a terrible that's a terrible situation because, you know, if somebody has to work two different jobs or sometimes three different jobs to make ends meet, they ha- the stress level of having to deal with two workplaces, two sets of coworkers two bosses, two schedules is, is really, I mean, I don't understand how people live with that kind of, I mean, I've been super poor in my life. I've had the worst jobs ever. I had one job where they literally told me that I had to work for free, take turns working for free. Yeah. And I like walked out. Cause I'm like, what do you, you're, that, do you understand? Like that's illegal. But so I've had some crap jobs that paid nothing. Right. But, um, to have to have two different two or three different jobs, that's just a level of stress. It's just not humane to put on people and young people, you know? It's terrible. Yeah, it just, it just goes to the big, bigger argument of the whole fabric of um, just everything in our country. I think that, you know, when you have somebody who has to work two or three different jobs or someone who is working a job that treats them like shit and doesn't help them pay their bills, it just creates this, like, hopelessness right. as a whole And it's like, you know, Walmart doesn't care because people, especially in our area, really don't have that much of a choice of where they shop. We have like two, two reasonably priced grocery store chains in our area. So you don't really have a lot of options about Mm -hmm. where you can go. But like, I hear it constantly, like people hate shopping there because it's like the employees are miserable and Mm -hmm. that it reflects that in their work. You know what I mean? I mean, when I go, it's just the absolute difference of I've worked Two different jobs that paid me the same wage, but the one I had a really good work environment. And when I worked at Walmart, I had a shit one. And I can tell you, I didn't give a fuck about Walmart or how customers felt. You know what I mean? I was always kind to them, but I'm just like, I'm not staying over one minute to finish stocking this. And I don't give a shit if you're out of it until the morning. Right. There used to be kind of a relationship between, you know, people that worked at a place. They took a sense of pride in their work, even if they were just an assembly line worker. They put out a product that they could say, hey, you know. Um, I worked at that place and, and it doesn't even have to be anything big, de- big deal. Like your, your brother worked at, um, um, Technocat where he made like plastic caps for like, uh, spice. You buy a spike container, spice a little plastic cap on the spice container. And he just told his daughter the other day, you know, I, I worked at a place that probably made that. Like people have a sense of pride when they invest in their workplace that is gone. Yeah, now. it's absolutely gone. It's like complete animosity because you know that your workplace is abusing you and they don't trust you and hate you because you're like, 
their captive surf. <laughs> I worked at a place one time that wanted to hire me as an assistant manager, but also had the rule that the purse I brought had to be clear so that they could make sure I wasn't stealing anything from I mean, them. That's... And I'm like, that's disgustingly insulting to me that you, you want to hire me in a position where I make bank right. deposits for you, but you want me to carry a clear fucking purse. Like, oh it's just God. disgusting. It's just, I, I will, after working for a family-owned business that does appreciate, you know, and they do treat their employees good, I don't know that I could ever work in a corporate field ever again. And I, I think about that all the time because I've had job, job offers that are, that are much better benefit-wise. But even still, I just, money is not everything to me. Now that I, w- I work for a company that like allows me to have a work-life balance mm-hmm. and like treats me like a human being mm-hmm. and coworkers that are like, remember my birthday and we like we have a relationship with each other in our office, I just don't know that I could go back to the other, to the well, other side. Well, it's really hard. And if you work for a large corporation, which I've worked for a large corporation and you're middle management, that's the absolute worst place to be because... You know, you go out and you deal with your workers, your, you know, your, your subordinates. And, you know, you try to treat them like human beings. And then you go into these board meetings with, with the administrative people and they talk about, um, you know, the line workers, like they're scum and like they're, and like they're like, they're not even human. And, you know, you kind of sit there like between these two worlds, like, but, but you're talking about like Joe or Nick or somebody I know. And you're talking about them like they're just a. A commodity and so disgusting it just reinforced everything that i've always believed about corporatocracy working for a corporation yeah it's it's truly i mean and i i worked for a larger corporation before um in retail when i was managing and i really really liked working for that company and the person that was above me i liked but there was just there was no loyalty in it mm-hmm. you know it just they even people who were higher above him and come in our store and would be nice to your face. It's just like, I don't know. They're just doing a job. You know, I was just kind of disappointed in the performance that they put out and like zero connections made with people. And it's just, I don't know. I didn't like that. I definitely, I was thinking about that the other day is that, you know, I say it all the time, but I'm just like truly appreciative of the job that I have and like the boss and the people that I work with. They're just, they're all really good people. And I have like no complaints. So well, and while we're talking on this minimum wage, I want to throw this one thing in there. Like, if any of you haven't ever read the Communist Manifesto, I know it sounds like a scary boogeyman type thing. It's like, oh, God, the Communist Manifesto is like evil. Like, don't read it. You'll be corrupted or whatever. Like, that's how they, you know, Americans act like if you read Karl Marx, your brain's going to just disintegrate. But, you know, if you can listen to it online, um, it's on LibriVox. You can free. You can listen on, U- on YouTube. Um, and he talks about the minimum wage in a way like we don't think about it like this, but he's basically saying like the fact that you bring up a minimum wage, what does a minimum wage mean? It means the minimum amount that a human worker needs to subsist to continue to be your piece of equipment. And it's like when I heard him say that, I was like, I mean, yeah, but oh my God, like we don't even think about that. Like he talks about private property and how whenever communists talk about eliminating private property like people get so upset and they're like oh you can't oh my god like it's theft it's terrible how can you possibly eliminate private property he's like well what you're worried about is us eliminating your private property the private property of rich people because if i'm making minimum wage what property do i own what property am i ever going to own on a subsistence wage nothing so You know, it doesn't look so bad to people at the bottom to, like, not have private property. Because guess what? We don't have any anyway. (laughs) But yeah, if you get a chance to listen to it, it kind of blows your mind. I know. I was just, I don't know. Thinking about the whole way that American culture is and the worst that it gets. I was was reading uh, Plato's Republic as part of my philosophy class. Because that's what we're talking about Plato right now. So I, like, started, I looked at the book and I was like, I can't believe I've never read this. Like, you think this would be a standard it's something you have to read in college, but we're not required to read it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like start reading it. And I don't know. I guess I just like, it just makes you look at like the moral fabric. And it's like, wow, this country is just so disgusting. There's zero empathy or compassion or anything. And then we wonder why things are so corrupt. I mean, it just, and it's always funny to me because I feel like Republicans are always the one preaching that like <laughs> the morals in this country are like to blame for a lot of problems. You know, it's not. It's not this, it's not that, it's it's not it's not low wages, it's not, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or like when school shootings happen, they're like, it's not the gun's fault, it's society's fault, like this and that. And I'm just like, 
how do they not understand that all of that plays into how people act? I mean, if you keep lots of people in poverty, you're going to create a very unhappy society. <laughs> like, right. It just seems like two plus two equals four to me. And I don't understand why other people well, don't they have see to it find, that way. Okay, listen. So Republicans have to find these other boogeymen to blame depression and hopelessness and crime on. Right. Okay. So one of their favorite things is, um, you know, personal responsibility. You have to pull yourself up by the bootstraps. If you don't, you just because you're lazy. Um, they have all these ways of deflecting of the fact that, you know, people are depressed because you don't treat them like human beings and you, you treat them like a commodity. Like that's the whole problem with capitalism, you know, but, but they're always looking for ways to, you know, moral decay. That's another one. Moral decay. Yeah. Getting away from God. Not, I'll get into a, a kind of a back and forth with somebody on op-ed news today. Um, not hostile, but just like talking about Rush Limbaugh dying. So in case anybody hasn't heard, Rush Limbaugh died. And like a lot of people aren't really mourning his loss because he was a hateful piece of shit. Um, I, for one, am not mourning his loss. Um, and a lot of people aren't. But our uh, editor at op-ed, um, Rob Call, put up a kind of an open thread for people to comment on it. And, you know, I kind of compared Rush Limbaugh as like the transition from, you know, William F. Buckley uh, to who was a very snobbish, intellectual re Republican conservative back in the 60s and how he basically was too intelligent for the Archie Bunker style uh, uneducated Republicans that they wanted to get the vote for them. So they kind of downgraded over the years to Rush Limbaugh. So I got into a kind of a de debate. with. That's a really there. good point, though. You're right. So R Limbaugh kind of dumbed down all of this intellectual William F. Buckley shit to basically the red meat and potatoes guys in America. But anyways, if you want to read that thread, it's on Op-Ed News. It was a pretty good conversation. But um, he was uh, William F. Buckley was interviewing Barry Goldwater, who um, was he was a senator then, but he's going to run for president. And he, and he put out this video called choice well he was going to use it to run for president it's called choice that's the two americas if you get a chance go on youtube and watch it it's oh i've just, seen that i think i sent it to you yeah you did you and showed like, this to me a while like ago horrifying it's like some psychedelic crazy thing where it's like the good america god bless america the founding fathers the constitution the other america the nightmare of america and it's basically like you know black people wanting rights <laughs> yeah i mean it. they, it's not overt but it's very like it's racism like and so i said that and the guy was like how do you think that barry goldwater was a racist i'm like okay well they show like a bunch of horrible things and then they show four video clips of black people singing and clapping and then back to more horrible shit and that's included in like the bad nightmare of america like black people singing really how do you how is that not racist i don't understand what you're saying to me right now Wow. And it's like in the video, like they're beating up black people who were obviously at that time trying to get civil civil rights and they're beating them. And it's like, this is a terrible America. And it's like, yeah, but like if you really want to show American against American, where's the lynching videos? Where's the burning crosses terrorizing black people in their homes? Like, where's that shit? But anyway. So in other news, yeah, I got to so, rant about that. No, you're good. Um, on to state news. Um, you know, we were talking about mansion and then the other thing I wanted to mention, uh, we're not going to get too deep into it because it's, it, the story was just published and I just, we, Mick and I both have a feeling that like all laws that Republicans propose, um, <laughs> that especially they're not, tax laws, that they're not exactly being honest. Um, so Jim Justice is proposing uh, cutting the state's personal income tax. <laughs> Okay, and it's first, it's like, hmm, okay, maybe this isn't so bad, but you read further on, it's like, oh, we want to tax the wealthy, and we want Which, okay, by, by the way, Jim Justice is not just our governor, he is the richest person in West Virginia. West Virginia's Virginia. only billionaire. Um, and he's proposing a wealth tax? That's odd, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, something just doesn't. Plus, they're not giving a lot of details about who it affects and what, you know, specific things they're going to raise taxes on and... I mean, are we talking like an all over sales tax, like raised on all of it? Or are we just talking like specific things like cigarettes and soda, which they've done before? Like, we don't really know yet. So we're not going to get too deep into it until well, we don't trust it. Yeah, we don't trust it. On so its face value. we're going to uh, mention this story so that we can come back and give updates about it later. Um, but that was all I had for state news. 
Um, so where do you want to start here? National news. We're just going to mention that six Capitol Police have been suspended for their role, suspended with pay for their role in the uh, January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. We don't know the details of what they've done because it's an ongoing investigation. But there are 35 other Capitol Police who are also under investigation. So we'll be following that story to let you know what comes out of that because... I mean, obviously, you can't put police all in one bucket. You know, there were probably people who bought into this whole, you know, we're saving the country, Trump is saving the country thing, and then there's other people who are like, this is crazy. But uh, we don't have a lot of details just because it's an ongoing investigation. But the fact that they have suspended six people does tell me they are looking into some details. And um, I know that they've, they're have they starting to look at Roger Stone again and what role he played in it because he was he had some some connection to the um some of the right-wing extremist organizations this is the guy too that like championed the stop the steal bullshit right and you know when i was if you want if you guys get a chance to check out that choice video we were just talking about barry goldwater made in 1964 election right about in the middle of the video he takes a swipe at the democrats for their corruption and their sleaziness and their illicit sexual behavior. Because we know Republicans never do that kind of stuff. <laughs> and right Losers. in the middle, there's this big cue. Oh, no way. Okay. And what it was in reference to was there was a club for senators and, you know, people up in Washington, D.C. to go and hang out in this club. It was in a hotel and it was on the top floor of a hotel. And if you wanted to go there and basically be screwing your girlfriend behind your wife's back and you didn't want a bunch of reporters seeing you going into this hotel and hooking up with this chick that you weren't married to, you'd go to this quorum club, they called it, the quorum, quorum club. And, uh, but, but anyways, it, when I saw this big cue in the video, I was like, oh You're my like, God. <gasps> Am I seeing a connection? But you know, Roger Stone was there then. He, he's, yeah. so, he's so ancient. You know he's got a tattoo of Richard Nixon on his back, right? You're lying. No, he does. He oh has, my god! It's so creepy. He has Gross. a tattoo of Richard Nixon's face on his freaking back. But how do you know that? Because it's you can find see pictures of it. In oh it, my and god! It's, he, he, he's a, I don't know. He's fucking weird, but um, yeah. So he was involved in all of that kind of creepy, like dirty politics that was going on back in the Nixon days. And there's so many correlations between nixon's presidency and trump's presidency there's been whole documentaries done on all of the similarities between nixon and trump and when you figure out roger stone's involvement in all of that it makes sense it's like roger stone had the playbook from the nixon era and he just brought it into the trump era oh dude this isn't a small tattoo either no it's a pretty big tattoo it's bizarre that's super bizarre who gets it oh that's super bizarre weird. but yeah a lot of the stuff in that that video that he made, the, cho the choice between two Americas, is straight out of Trump stuff. Like, the showing the riots are coming to your city, the suburbs, you know what I'm saying? Like, all the stuff Fox News terrorizes people with every night. Your cities are going to be burning. The police are trying, they're trying to do their job, but they're handcuffed. The same exact shit. Republicans are not imaginative people. They just repeat the same crap over and over again. So... Six police and 29 are um, under investigation, or 35, sorry. And then, so we already said that uh, Rush Limbaugh died, and I've just been laughing and, like, posting the meme <laughs> everywhere. Like, I, I know Mick's not, like, super into the meme culture, so, but it was funny to me. It's like the Bugs Bunny in the suit. And I love like, memes, but I just, I can't make them. I he's wish, like, I have good ideas for memes, and I don't know how to make them. I wish all Rush Limbaugh a very pleasant hell. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I just love it. Um, so yeah, I have zero sympathy for that. And I actually cackled when, when I saw that he died. True cackle. That's pretty impressive. A true cackle. Um, so next so. on to Nikki Haley. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, Nikki yeah. Haley, you may remember was Trump's UN ambassador and they tried to market her pathetically as a person of color because she, I guess she is, her parents are from like India or somewhere, but it's just weird. Like we all know why people of color are focused on because they get so much shit, right? Because of the color of their skin. If you look at Nikki Haley, she looks like a white chick. For them to, for the Republicans to focus so much on Nikki Haley being a woman of color is the same as Democrats saying that Elizabeth Warren was a person of color. Get out of here. 
Right. Nikki Haley does not go through her daily life suffering abuse because of the color of her skin. So you can just shut up about her being a person of color. Okay. It's nonsense. Okay. Now, so Nikki Haley, when she was um, Trump's UN ambassador, if you remember correctly, there was a lot of talk about Trump jettisoning, jettisoning Mike Pence for his second run for president, his second term, and using her as a vice president. Okay. Lots of people said, Nikki Haley is super ambitious, going to try to be president. So she's going to run in 2024. Like, this is a given. She's going to run for president. So she goes on in Politico and she trashes Trump. <laughs> she says that, you know, he led us astray and he went too far down the wrong path. And she says all these really bad things about Trump. And then somebody must have gotten a hold of Nikki Haley through the middle of the week. I don't know who it was, but they're like, Hey, Nikki, do you know that Trump's still running the Republican Party? Like, you still got to kiss the ring and shit? Did you miss that memo? So then she tries to do a mea culpa. She wants to go down and meet with Trump at Mar-a-Lago. And he's basically like, a no. Goodbye. So that's kind of funny. I think it's funny because I can't stand Nikki Haley. And I just think um, that it's, it's funny to see her get her due. And then... The GameStop hearings were yeah, going on today. Yeah, a friend of mine asked me if I was watching them, and I was like, you know what, man? I just, uh, no, I ate pizza and played Mario all day. I just can't do this <laughs> shit right now, man. Like, I just can't. So we talked about this in one of our other episodes. I think it was two episodes ago. And um, I do have to say, as the socialist slash somewhat Marxist that I am, that I was very happy and proud that my children were so excited about the concept of really screwing over billionaires. Like both of them were like, I don't know if I said it on the show or if we were just hanging out at your house, but she, Mick was laughing at me because I was like, oh, I love the smell of uh, class warfare in the morning. <laughs> that was the best line ever. And, you know, like you actually sent me the link to Robin Hood the day before all the news started talking oh, I knew about it. it. Yeah, I knew you it. You sent me the link to download it. And well, I that's because like mainstream media is like way behind right, uh, right. social media. Right, right. So like, let me tell you, if if I see a video on like TikTok or if I'm like reading a Reddit thread and I see people commenting like right mm -hmm. now about something, you're not going to see it on the news for like two days. Right. You get like a vibe. Well, for one thing, the national news like wants to double check their facts and shit, right? Because they're trying to not get sued. But right, like, yeah. So, so you get the kind of, you can get kind of a feel for things. So she sent me this link to download the Robinhood app and I clicked on it, but like my phone has no memory. It never has any memory. So I couldn't download it and I just forgot about it. So then like the next day, the stuff's all over the news about the stock prices soaring and, you know, all these buyers are buying up stock and they won't sell. And, and so I was like, wait a minute, like Duke sent me something about that. So I started looking into it and then my son starts telling me, oh, mom, you got to get this. You got to get this. You go, we got to start. And I was like, I don't know, dude. Like, it's such an idealistic idea to be sticking it to billionaires. But yeah, what do you say? He's like, Mom, you're all, you think everything's a psyop. Yes, he was like, you <laughs> think everything's some kind of mind game. I'm like, I just don't trust it because when you're so like reactionary, like when someone is poking you in a way that you feel urgently you have to do something, like calm down for one second because you're probably being screwed with. So, but I was like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just too pessimistic. So then I started like looking at all these different things about it. And you had actually sent me a link to us, to us, something a girl had written about how she's, she doesn't even care if she loses her $200 or whatever, because she's been poor her whole life. Remember that? Yeah. So it's all about screwing over the billionaire. And I read that and I was like, yeah, like I really relate to that and everything. But like the hashtag at the bottom was like, hold the line. And that is the same hashtag that all these QAnon nutbags have been using. So I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm done. This is a PSYOP. <laughs> and well, you had to know that it involved GameStop and people from the internet. So you're going to get some of those. Uh, man, right, I, yeah, I hate to be yeah. so stereotypical like but there's that. There's like 25% but... of the people that believe that QAnon is real shit. So yeah, I get that. Like, there's get a, there's an overlapping there. like union of the two communities. So... But I just really felt like, okay, as the more I try to understand the mechanics of how you make money on this kind of a thing and how you take money from the billionaire, and I started trying to understand the mechanics of it, I'm like, okay, but what if the first person who is who sells out when the price goes up is the person like duping everybody else? So we were like, okay, let's wait until the investigations come out. So now they have these hearings today, and they're quizzing this guy by the name of, I'm going to look him up now because I'm not really familiar with all these people. He goes by the 
the inner the internet name um was it kitty something kitty oh no i lost it anyway so he's he's one of the people that's made a lot of money on it and they're trying to say well like you influence people to buy it and you drove the price up and you know it's kind of like tricking people into going in with you and then you make money and then they lose money and he's saying well like i'm allowed to talk about my um investments the same as i would if i was around a dinner table or you know uh anything like that he's like i'm not you know part of some kind of hedge fund i'm not this i'm not that but you know i think a lot of people are like not really buying that bullshit and they're like you like manipulated other people to make yourself rich so they didn't really get a lot of conclusive answers today from what i understand um i did not watch all the hearings i just caught like little bits and pieces of it so we definitely have to investigate that for for uh, for a future show but all I'm saying is like when Elon Musk can go on to Twitter or Facebook or wherever and comment on a stock and the stock price goes crazy, what does that tell you? I you, fucking hate that smug asshole. You know what stocks are supposed to be based on the company's portfolio, its projected profitability. It's, you know, there's actual real things that are supposed to determine what makes a stock have value? And I'm sorry, but Elon Musk coming on there and going, yeah, I like the stock. And then like tons of people like buy it and, and artificially cause the price to go up just because everybody buys it because he says that is a joke. It is not real value. And I just don't get like how the stock market has just become like a fucking joke. Like it's always been corrupt. It's always been to benefit rich people, you know, that and poor people couldn't even really invest on their own in stocks and i mean i get it that everybody wants to see it become like a every man thing where you know the guys at the bottom can get involved in the action too but i just feel like in 2008 that when they investigated that there was emails that went back and forth between these people inside these companies laughing about how they dumped this poison stock that was worth nothing on stupid people they mocked the people that they dump their poisonous, valueless stocks on. And when I see this guy talking about the GameStop shit, I just think you are the same. You're trying to put yourself out there as you're not the same as those other people, but you're the same. That's how I feel about it. I think GameStop was an inside job. <laughs> you know what else too? Just a short note to that, um, because I didn't know this. And then when I found out, I was like, I fucking knew I didn't like this asshole. Elon Musk did not create Tesla by any means. The company, you mean? He did not create Tesla. He just invested a shit ton of money into it. Okay. And then, like, became, like, the controller of all of it. But he didn't fucking create shit. So, I mean, I guess I failed to see why people think he's, like, this genius. Well, isn't he, didn't he just inherit a bunch of his mom and dad's rich anyways? I have no idea where he got his money I think from. his mom's, like, super, was super rich He before. really doesn't have much of a track record of doing anything himself other than having money. So I just don't understand. No, I mean, why I guess he does a have a. I guess he does have some kind of high level degree in like engineering and shit. Like I think. I he mean, did. that's great, but like I just he flaunts this. Oh, I oh you know I created Tesla. No, you fucking did not create Tesla at all. So fuck you. Well, and I think it was great <laughs> great that on the same day. I wish all Elon Musk say very fuck you. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious that on the same day that they're landing a rover on Mars. And jumping up and down in the NASA control room. And I think SpaceX did that. Uh, landed this rover on Mars. I saw that. Texas, the entire state, is without power. Like, I, I'm like, you know, I'm all for space exploration and for advancements in science. But we can't even keep a power grid running in this well, world. Well, that's Texas's like, fault, though. It is. And we'll get, we're, that's our main topic today we're going to get to. Yeah, before we uh, get off the tech topics, though, we're talking about the congressional hearings in GameStop. Uh, you had something about Rupert Murdoch. Uh, making some deal. Do you have that pulled up? Yeah, so it was in Australia um, today, and uh, Facebook got into a bit of a row with the Australian government because news agencies there say that Facebook is putting a link, basically linking news onto Facebook to get more traffic, okay? But they're not paying the news entities that produce this news. They're just sticking it on there like, 
hey, here's your daily dose of news. So the news agencies were like, well, we don't want people to have to go to Facebook to get news. We want them to come to us. You know what I'm saying? Like they want the traffic themselves. They want Facebook to have to pay them to put their news on Facebook. Which, great, good job, because there will always be other news websites that will just be happy for the link clicks and the traffic that Facebook provides to them. Um, Facebook ain't going to pay you for shit. They will find another company that will just be happy with the traffic being guided to their website. Right, but what if that traffic is Rupert Murdoch? Well, So then what happens is you get, and actually that kind of is what happened, not with Facebook specifically, but Rupert Murdoch made a contract with Google. So it's like some kind of three-year contract or whatever, um, agreeing to pay them, which is funny because they were always against Google and said Google needed broken up into these different whatever. And they're they like, were like uh-huh. anti-Google, but now they realize that Google's massive and they want to be a part of the action. They so want to like, harness its power. But you know, people in Australia have been trying to enact these laws to stop Rupert Murdoch from monopolizing because he's turning, all, he's buying up all the newspapers there. He's trying to make all the news that people in Australia get right-wing news. He doesn't want them to get other news. So as opposed to like suppressing free speech, he's just buying it all. He's just buying all the speech. And people well, don't are like, they this have is... anti-monopoly laws there? Well, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to say, listen, people in Australia have a right to have variety in the sources of news that they get. And if Rupert Murdoch is allowed to buy everything... They don't get variety. They get right wing one and right wing two and right wing three as their channels. And I mean, I can empathize with that because we have talk radio here in West Virginia. And until we got satellite serious and all that stuff, our radio station was constant right wing bullshit. It still is. But now you can get satellite radio. But but it's like Glenn Beck from nine to noon, Rush Limbaugh from noon to three, Sean Hannity from three to seven. That's that's eight. That's radio in West Virginia. And you wonder why we're such an ignorant red state because we get fed this bullshit right-wing media all day long. But, um, so, okay, went off the topic there. But yeah, so Facebook is, in Britain is actually jumping on the Australian bandwagon now because people are there like saying, yeah, Facebook doesn't have a right to basically um, threaten or bully people just because they're the biggest media site out there. And I guess whenever... Australian government said, you know, well, you got to start paying other news sites or whatever. Facebook kind of retaliated and took all of these websites off their new their thing. And they were like, it was important government websites that people like the Australian government say would have a Facebook page for like transportation or some shit. And like Facebook took it off. And they were like, oh, sorry, we thought maybe that was news. You know what I'm saying? So people are like patience is running thin with Facebook and they're already in a bunch of shit over this Myanmar stuff that's still going on there. That's a whole nother nightmare. But Facebook is becoming like just public enemy number one. Yeah, it's like a malignant tumor. So there's that. And then what else are we going to talk about? Uh, Texas, the big one. That's the... What is it? Texas. Oh, Texas. Oh, we, we got the Japanese. We got yeah, weird. we'll hit international news at the end. Okay. So, Texas. Yeehaw. Of course, you've seen on the news what happened in Texas. Um, And I, and I want to say first off, before we talk about this topic, that I feel really horrible for the people that live in Texas because there's a lot of Democrats and liberals and every, there's all kind of people of all stripes and even probably really good conservative people who live in Texas who aren't total assholes and they are they are suffering and dying right now because it's 30 some degrees and they have no heat and everybody in the rest of the country is like what the what what is happening in texas you know so the long and short of it is texas has its own power grid because the republican controlled government in Texas doesn't want to deal with the federal government. There's always been this kind of pervasive attitude among Texans that, you know, they're their own country. Like, they kind of agree to be part of the United States, but they're like their own country. Like, this is kind of the mentality that goes on with a lot of people that live in Texas. We're independent. So they want to have their own power grid. And if you remember, last year they were mocking California 
the Democrat-run disaster of California for having rolling blackouts in California, which was from a totally separate issue that had to do with wildfires. And California has had problems with blackouts that they did have to do with power supply. But the point is, what happened in Texas was completely 100% foreseeable and preventable because the same thing happened in 2011. What happened is the power grid was not insulated for cold weather events. None of the infrastructure was protected from freezing temperatures. Why? Because temperature doesn't, the temperatures in Texas typically don't go to freezing level. And the people running the power grid didn't want to spend the money that it would cost to insulate it from cold weather events because it was rare. You know, just the same way that um, oil pipelines don't want to have a disaster mitigation plan in case there's, I don't know, like a well, uh, a wellhead breaks off under the ocean and there's billions of gallons of oil spilling into the ocean and killing millions of forms of life in the ocean and destroying the planet. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't think that was going to happen. So they didn't force, they didn't, you know, they didn't think it was necessary. And this is a problem with energy companies and pretty much any big company. If they can get away with not spending a freaking dime on anything, they will do it. So back in 2011, when they had, and you can look up, if you look up Texas Energy Grid, Google search it, the news, you, you'll see that these have been repeated and repeated and repeated instances where weather has caused problems with this power grid. And I don't know why the people in Texas aren't literally, you know, storming the state house over this. Or that mayor's house who told them only the strong will survive or whatever bullshit he ranted about. Yeah, that, I, I forget his name, but there was one mayor who was being beseeched by his constituents. And um, I want to say it was in Hidalgo County or somewhere. I can't remember. Um, but anyways, he was being besieged. Colorado City, Colorado Texas. Colorado City, Texas. He was being besieged by his constituents. Like, we're freezing. We don't have any heat. Like, our water pipes are freezing, blah, 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 blah. And um, he went on a massive Facebook rant telling them that they were just lazy. The reason they were freezing was their own fault. The government and the, and the electric company, uh, the, elect, the power companies don't owe you anything excuse me do i pay a bill because i think you do owe me something um and said only the strong will survive and you know my statement about this is that there are certain people who in times of stress say the quiet part out loud donald trump did this all the time he would say things that all the republicans think but they act like they don't because they, they have like, they don't want to be like that guy. But they think it. They think it. This guy just actually said what a lot of Republicans think. If you can't hack it, it's just because you're weak. You deserve it. They blame the victim. You know, and it's disgusting. You he know, said, folks, God has given us the tools to support ourselves in times like this. He wrote, claiming that those who expected the city to come to their aid were, quote, sadly a product of a socialist government. I mean, <laughs> what kind of Kool-Aid has he been drinking? Yeah, know? fuck those freezing kids. <laughs> I mean, people, honestly, they what should. What the fuck? And I know CNN. I know how. I know. I get it. I know what people are going to be thinking when I say this. But they went down there and talked to some people, and they're burning their furniture. Yeah, also, you know, Oregon's also dealing with uh, power outages due to this storm. I don't know if you saw the stories, um, but basically a bunch of grocery stores had to throw out, as due to their policy to not, you know, have liability, they had to throw out a bunch of food because they lost power, right? Mm -hmm. So they put it in a dumpster, and the some of the employees were tweeting photos of it, like, oh my God, look, there's thousands of pounds of food out here, like, mm -hmm. please, like, come, come and get this or whatever. Um, and so the grocery store chains, I know Fred Meyer specifically was one of them, uh, sicked the police on them. 
for getting food out of a dumpster. Um, and, you know, I've been doing a bunch of reading about this, like trying to find if grocery stores actually do hold liability if someone takes food out of a dumpster and eats it and gets sick for it. No, that's mm. they people say that all the time. But that doesn't exist. I can't find a single case where any company has been sued and held liable for anything they put in a dumpster. It's trash. It's trash. Exactly. So the fact that they like, I mean, I know some businesses, they mix it with coffee grounds or they like stomp on it and rip it up, pour shit shit on it. I mean, all kinds of ridiculous fucking shit they do to food. Now in France, it's illegal if a grocery store throws out food that is still you know, edible, they're supposed to donate it. And if they just throw it in the trash and it's good food, they can be fined for that. Yeah, so I just wanted to mention that too, that, you know, I think it was in Portland, Oregon, that they were having all those problems. I think the, they said that Fred Meyer that did that uh, was in Hollywood. Um, but yeah, so Oregon was dealing with that. I haven't seen any reports of that out of Texas yet, but um, super fucked up, man. How do you do that to people in a time of crisis? Just, I mean, it's it's as disgusting as the stores when like hurricanes and shit happen that charge like forty dollars for a bottle of water. Mm-hmm. And that, that was the thing I, I in Texas I did see that hotels that still had power were right. charging like ridiculous rates so for the rooms. I saw that and I looked it up and it was Wyndham, okay. Um, and the way they explained it, this is how they explained it, so they wouldn't get in trouble for price gouging. I don't know if they were price gouging or not, but this is how they explained it. So they were overbooked because there was such a demand, right? And they said that the computer makes the, the a computer will, will generate the rate based on an algorithm. So if it's really busy time of year, the rates go up, whatever. But in this particular case, what happened was an employee who was working didn't know how to close out the, um, you know, when you book online, they didn't know how to close it out. So they jacked the price up super high to discourage people from making reservations because there weren't any rooms available. And that nobody was actually charged that super high rate. That it was uh, basically a human error of the person trying to close it out. Like, oh my God, we don't have any rooms. We don't want people buying them. We'll just jack the, just put the price in there as like a super high rate. That's what they're saying happened. But, you know, I say investigate it. Because you might find out. And I can't, uh, I don't know, I can't, I can't find any reliable source for this because I have now seen photos of uh, downtown Texas skyline like totally blacked out Mm -hmm. to conserve power or Mm -hmm. whatever. But there were some images circulating on Twitter. And like I said, you know, you can't always trust it. But someone posted this photo of downtown Dallas with like the big ball and whatever. Mm -hmm. And it had lights on. Tons and tons of lights on, even one set of lights that spelled out, it's cold. And wow. it was a meme, and someone said, power companies say conserve powers. And it says, downtown Dallas. Huh? Did you say something? And like people were sharing images of these lights. So, I mean, again, I wasn't there, and I have seen photos that were posted after that. Yeah, but we that know shows how it, all it is shut on off. social media. People could just be sending some picture from right, six months exactly, ago. Right, like, exactly. Don't... So I can't verify that at all. But but what we can verify is that Ted Cruz <laughs> is in fucking Cancun. <laughs> now, this is what's funny about this story. Putting so, his feet up. He went from lying Ted to flying Ted. <laughs> this is what they're calling him now in Texas. <laughs> flying Ted, because Ted got on a plane to Cancun where it's 85 degrees while his constituents are freezing their balls off. And his first thing he said was that his plan was just to fly down there with his girls because they wanted to go on a vacation. Well, listen, he's a good dad. So he wanted to fly his kids down there. He was in communication with his office people about the disaster and his was unfolding that he was leaving. He was in communication about that. But he was just going to fly down there with them, get them all settled, and he was going to come home. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Now, he's saying his, the story changed. And I don't know if he ever said the first story. I have to find that out. If it actually came out of Ted's mouth that he was, the original plan was just to fly down there and then fly, and then fly back. Because now he's saying, well, um, as soon as I sat down on the plane, I started having second thoughts because, you know, you want to be a good dad and you want to take care of your family and your kids. But, you know, I got on the plane and I, I started thinking that maybe I shouldn't be going. 
So as soon as I got there, I landed, I got my plane ticket changed. Okay, so what does that say, Ted? That says that you planned, you had a ticket. And this is what I think happened. He realized that somebody was going to rat his ass out. Because when you book a trip, what is your return date? Right, yeah, exactly. So if your original plan was to fly down there and fly back, your your ticket would have had the return date. And it didn't, Ted. So you you, you had to go change it because you got <laughs> flack, because you got caught trying to fly off the kink. That's just the thing I hate. It's just don't don't lie. Don't be a liar. But we know Ted Cruz is a liar. That's not even a question. So the guy that we were talking about, um, Keith Gill, is the Reddit uh, user known as Roaring Kitty. Before I forget, I wanted to mention that because I couldn't remember his name a few minutes ago. I think he was probably involved in the inside job of GameStop. But anyway... Um, What's next? That's all we had for national news. And then we had uh, oh, oh, oh. one on the, story on the, on the Texas thing. If you look up a map of Texas, you've been hearing them talk about the ERCOT, um, the energy reliability, which is hilarious. That's in their, their name of Texas. The Energy Reliability Council of Texas, ERCOT. So if you look up a map, the entire state is not controlled by ERCOT. There is a part to the left, to the west, I should say, to the west, and a part on the east coast that is not controlled by ERCOT. And guess what? They got power. So this was, this, like I said, this was not unavoidable or unforeseeable. They just didn't want to spend the money to weatherize their power supply. And you know what? If they would have had federal government oversight that probably would have been a requirement of them. They would have been required for the safety of their customers to weatherize their, they wouldn't have had a choice whether to keep that money or not. They'd have had to spend it. And I saw somebody too, when uh, local news was posting about Ted Cruz going to Cancun. I can't believe, I just, I, I'm, I don't know why it still shocks me, but working class fucking Joes defending these these motherfuckers um but so i was like this is gross that anybody can defend this and they're like oh yeah well where's joe biden and i was like where in this article is there anything said about joe biden i don't know but i'll tell you where beto o'rourke was well they're they're going on and on about like well then they would be sending fema down there so like literally i looked up a link it took me 30 seconds Mm -hmm. um fema is sending generators and water and blankets Mm -hmm. to texas so Mm -hmm. Whoever, whatever, I want to find out what right-wing uh, outlet is telling them that we're not giving them federal aid, because that's just not true. <laughs> well, and like I said, you know, I just want to go back to this for one second, because I despise Ted Cruz. But, you know, I was trying to actually find it on C-SPAN, because remember all the wildfires that were going on in California? Republicans blamed people whose family members had died. They blamed the Democrat-run government for not raking the forests. When people died in New York from COVID, they blamed the governor um, and blamed the stupid people for electing him as the governor. Like, conservatives had got big mouths when people are dying and suffering anywhere but that where they are. Okay? Right, yeah. They have no problem when, when Hurricane, when the Superstorm Sandy hit New York, it was devastating. People there were without power for days, billions of dollars of damage. It was a humanitarian disaster. And you know what people said in Texas? Well, you know, New York, that's, they, they can't handle anything. And, you know, and Ted Cruz, I believe, voted against giving them federal money. <clears throat> and I just think... Regardless of where we live, weather events happen, floods happen, tornadoes happen. There was a tornado that hit downtown uh, Nashville or something. You know, when we were traveling around on our road trip, I think it was in Nashville we stayed there, and they were talking. The lady was talking about how, you know, the the tornado came through and just destroyed everything. Like no matter where you live, 
there's wildfires, there's hurricanes, there's weather events. So how are you going to sit in Texas and say that people in California deserve the wildfires and people, you know, that get flooded deserve to be flooded and then your shit happens and, and you want help? So I'm just saying, people need to not do that shit. And just for the record, too, while Ted Cruz is in Cancun, uh, Beta O'Rourke is trying to aid seniors. Uh, they're trying to do a senior checkup program during this blackout to make sure that they're okay. And all day today was a part of a volunteer uh, like phone bank, basically, mm-hmm. to, to, to get money people, right? for heat and water and food and shelter. Yeah, for mostly senior citizens. Um so, yeah, I mean, posting resources on his Twitter and all kinds of things. Uh, last time I checked Ted Cruz's Twitter, somebody was calling him out for making comments about California. And uh, he was like, oh, I really don't have any defense. And I'm like, well, I'm glad that this is what you're using your Twitter for with all your followers. Meanwhile, Beto O'Rourke, who has no official government position right now, is using his to raise money for people in Texas. You piece of shit. Uh, yeah, so I did confirm this. Ted Cruz says he enthusiastically backed Sandy Storm aid, but he voted against it. He defends his vote against Hurricane Sandy aid. That was in 2013. Um, you know, and I just feel like, you know, this whole red state, blue state bullshit isn't, there's, there's a point where human beings are human beings. And I don't even care if it's a foreign country. Like I'm saying all the time about how we vote for our own domestic agenda, what we want to see happen here. But nobody cares about who we're bombing, how many people we're killing in other countries, or whether we're putting sanctions on people and starving their people to death. We need to get an awareness of as human beings outside of politics. I don't know how to do it because there's some people that are so, you know, we might talk about, uh, you know, Trump cult people because we, we're just like, we don't, our heads explode because we don't know how to reach them. Okay. But a lot of times that's what we're talking about. The fuck your feelings thing, the, you know, dehumanizing, like there's a point where we got to, as we just got to stop drawing this line in the sand and saying, you're not, you no longer matter as a human being because you're in a blue state or you're in a red state. That's why I started out this conversation saying they got some screwed up people running Texas, some really hosed up Republicans running Texas, but that's not necessarily the fault of people that live there. Yes, they vote for them, but there's also a lot of decent people who happen to vote Republican because they don't agree with certain things with Democrat. And there's a lot of good Democrat people that live there. So don't look at Texans and go, ha ha. Because then you're being just as bad right, as yeah, the people exactly. that did it to New Yorkers or Californians. So have some fucking empathy is what I'm trying to say. So that's all we have for national news. And then we have one story for international news. <laughs> and it's funny. I just, I wrote, she, Mick was reading me the story and I was just like shaking my head. So up on our <clears> whiteboard, <throat> I just wrote Japan's sexist bullshit. I had um, to check the date on this story because I'm like, was this from like 30 years ago? <laughs> like, did I? Because sometimes I'll pull up a news story and I, it look. I think it happened just, and you got to look because it's from it's old. And this says Thursday, February 18, 2021. Gross. So, Japan's ruling party invites women to meetings but won't let them speak. This is in the Guardian which is a fairly reputable news source. It says uh, it was a move designed to show that Japan's ruling party was committed to gender equality after the sexism row that forced one of its former prime ministers, Yoshiro Mori, to resign as head of Tokyo's Olympic Organizing Committee. The time had come to give female members of the Liberal Democratic Party more prominence at key meetings. The party secretary general, Toshihiro Nakai, said this week after... Mori had stepped down following his claim that meetings attended by, quote, talkative women, unquote, tended to, quote, drag on. (laughs) You know what that reminds me of? fucking asshole. You know what that reminds me of? What was the cartoon where the guy was like, chick prattle gives me nosebleeds. Remember that? Oh, yeah. What was that? Johnny, Johnny. uh, Johnny Bravo, yeah. Johnny Bravo. Chick prattle gives me nosebleeds. Chick prattle gives me nosebleeds. That's what it reminds me of. Like, how ignorant. 
So that shit anyways, would just side note on that too. That shit would never be allowed to be on TV now. <laughs> I watch the kinds of shows that my my five six year old niece watches, and it is all like so 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 like I don't know just just four children. You gotta be careful though, because sometimes they want to cruise around on YouTube, and it's like. Oh yeah, that shit's there's whack. some crazy shit on. No, YouTube. I feel like uh, I feel like all of those videos that talk to them like they're little babies and explain mm-hmm. everything. I'm like, nah, just just give them some Bugs Bunny, just give them some cross-dressing rabbits. It's fine. <laughs> come on, spice them up a little. <laughs> or like one character like literally smashing the other with an animal. Yeah, or some come shit. on, man. Little casual violence. That's what I want my kid to have. Anyway, I won't get off on that tangent. <laughs> Apparently, you haven't seen the Roblox Roblox videos. Yeah, but that's not a show. That's like that's YouTube I know, shit. But like they show like people getting hacked up with saws and shit. And I'm just like, no, 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 we don't need to watch that. That's a little, that's a little crazy. But well, that's that's gory. That's why I like Looney Tunes. It's casual yeah. violence. You don't see any blood. No chainsaws. You just got to imagine the splat that's underneath the anvil. Yeah, exactly. Their heads stretch back. It's yeah, fine. so they invited a bunch of women to a meeting, but they weren't allowed to talk. That's how they addressed her yawning gender gap. <laughs> Gross. Um, yeah, to invite women to meetings, but they were expected to be seen, but not heard. I mean, seriously. Like, I always think of Japan as being like this kind of... Far more forward than China, but still I mean, backwards. I know that Japan is a very conservative... They, they have a very different culture than us, too. I mean, it's just... I mean, I respect that, but at the same time, like, what the... No, I don't. I don't respect cultural I don't respect, differences that end up in oppression. I don't respect discrimination against women and oppression. I don't mean right. I respect that. I just mean I respect that some cultures have different like modesty rules, and I always think like sometimes we look at it like, hey, we we're cool with nudity. I mean, I don't know. Like some aspects of Americans are like, right. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Like how Europeans we are like uh, casual about nudity and shit, and we're just like. We like pretend like we we're we're conservative about nudity, but like everybody wants to surf their porn privately. Right. But in public, you're supposed to act like you don't. You're not a pervert. Plus, like America doesn't <laughs> like nudity. They only like uh, the sexualization of the naked body. Casual nudity That's is not true. allowed. That's true. Everything in our country is super super sexualized. So, but we're like so. Like, I don't know. And we're so repressed, too. Like, how can we Yeah, have like, both literally, things? Republican like, senators that, like, preach holiness and abstinence and shit, and then they get caught fucking, like, a, a, a hooker or something in a yeah, back alley. That, that is America. That, no, that is America. It's that like is, repression. And then, like, they, the most anti abortion ever guy will be, like, knock some girl up and force her to have an abortion. Like, yes. That's it's America. almost like when you see people, like, preaching against something, you're like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a projection. It is. You know it's for real. I feel like that's why a lot of reason why other countries look at us and they just like fucking idiots cuz it's just god, we just have it plastered all over our face, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> it's just all out there. I know like when I was watching that video of um William F Buckley interviewing Barry Goldwater today to kind of like refresh myself on the whole thing cuz it like comes to my mind but I'm like mm-hmm. wait, I'm going to watch it again just to refresh myself to make sure I'm like commenting correctly here. And like when William F. Buckley's talking, he's very like he's I can't even do his voice. He like, sounds like he's um, so snooty. He's like Henry Thurston on the <laughs> Gilligan's Island, fucking snobby. He's got the most snobby voice ever. And like when he's talking, his tongue like will like lick out of the corner of his mouth. Like as he's talking, like his tongue like sticks out the side. Yeah, it reminds mouth. me of a uh, William Bottomtooth the Third from. Family Guy. He's yeah, got like, like the... they probably modeled these people after him. <laughs> oh yeah, Seth MacFarlane absolutely, <laughs> absolutely did that like, shit. It's just, uh, uh, and it's like tongue is like, and it makes me. He's like a lizard. Like it's like a <laughs> lizard action going on. It's reptilian. It's just creepy, but yeah, I don't know. People respected him as some great conservative mind, but I just look at him and I'm like, I don't know. I mean, he was he was calm in the sense that like he didn't he didn't wasn't like Trump. Trump gets out there and he like wants to rabble rouse and like get people ah, like being all vulgar and shit. But Buckley is like the opposite of that. He's like really intellectual. I know that sounds really fucked up too, and like totally seems off topic. But like that that distinction between those two types of character, which like. I don't know. This, this is based on absolutely no factual evidence whatsoever. 
But thanks for the disclaimer. When I look at those two, I'm like, this is why I get the vibes from people like Trump that like he might be a lot of really horrible things. But like when people are like, oh, Trump's like a a pedophile, like a toddler touching pedophile or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't see that kind of evil in him. But the, the other dude, I'm like, yeah, you're the type, man. I mean, and, like, obviously, like I said, we know that, like, pedophiles comes in all shapes and sizes and backgrounds and this right. and that and the other. But I'm like, why is that? You know what I mean? Why is that? Right. That and I just like, get there was, I think there was, like, super repressed homosexuality, too, back then. Like, in the oh, 50s. Absolutely. absolutely. In the 60s. Oh, my God. It was, like, rampant. Like, you think every guy that's talking about morality, like, really wants just to have a big dick. <laughs> in his butt <laughs> like nothing wrong with that i'm just saying like they were so repressed in their selves that they like wanted to hate on people and i was like you know it's okay you can just be like what you are now so <laughs> all right Mick, well, sorry if that was too graphic uh, but like if we go to youtube i think I we got to clean up all the shit because i think we're we would get like kicked off youtube probably. i love it i love it okay um but that's all I had. That was all the uh, topics I have for today. So, do you have anything else to add? No, that was a fun. That was a fun like round the world trip. We're gonna try to do that. Like, do it's a little more organized. Yeah, some like local stuff, state, national, and international. So, we we'll try to hit all all the places or something's happening. But there's so much. There is a lot. All right. Well, uh, this is Juke signing off, and this is Mick signing off.